Welcome to the Possibly Haunted Podcast. say welcome back again <laughs> trying to get out of that habit um, Bienvenue. <laughs> yes i'll just start that's what i'm gonna start doing um hi is guten tag welcome it's welcome and hi good day yeah <laughs> <Guten tag. laughs> which is perfect because uh actually oh, not jumping the gun but my topic today comes from germanic folklore but <laughs> um uh, yes, so hi, we're still in quarantine, so we are all at our own locations using Discord and recording devices, um, and I think we're doing okay, yeah? Hanging in there? Yeah, yeah, um, I'd say that I'm doing pretty great, except for I want to greet everyone by saying, hey, quarantines, and I, I just, I feel quarantines. just I the sort like of it, internal monologue of weird that comes out of my brain is heightening as we go along. So I saw a great meme of someone gluing a coffee cup to the top of their car so that when people would like when they drive by people, they'd like try and wave them down to tell them their coffee. But like, you're like, Oh, they're waving at me. They're being so social. And I'm like, that's really sad, but I kind of like it. (laughs) So yeah, just, I, I think all my coworkers need to expect me to kick down the door, you know, very much, um, kool-aid man style and just be like hey there quarantines and it's just we're gonna lose friends at the end of this <laughs> or we'll know who our friends really are <laughs> true true, sure. i mean there's only like four people i talk to anyways and i'm still talking to you guys plus jonathan so like i'm good we're doing okay <laughs> i am talking to people more there are stuff there's stuff that I'm doing that I realize I probably wouldn't be doing if I hadn't been in quarantine that are, like, positives. Um, so hopefully, like, with the time that I have, it's like, okay, I'm doing these things. They're good. Let's make habits so that when I'm not in quarantine, it can still happen. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, oh, two of, my, um, two of my friends who are married uh, had both of their birthdays during this time. And so I sent them a variety pack of coffee that's, like, heavily oh. caffeinated coffee with a note on the inside that said something along the lines of, I'm sorry about the dissolution of your marriage after this. So <laughs> speaking of marriage, do we need to, I know he doesn't listen, but do we need to talk about how Roger got married during the quarantine and it's the cutest thing in the world? Precious. Oh, I love it. So cute. I saw, so like, um, his wife Robin posted it and I was like, this is so amazing. Congrats. And then he shared her post instead of making another post, which I actually really, really like. I can't, I'm not going to get into why I like it. I just am. And I, I had a comment again. And I was like, this is amazing. Y'all are so cute. And I'm so happy for them. Mm-hmm. I, I like saw that. And it was just like, oh, my God. It was really know? unexpected. Although one of our uh, listeners slash, you know, composer of theme song knew. And so when I brought it up in a, in a meeting, he was like, wait, does, do people know that? Do, like, can, can I talk about it? I was like, yes, it's been officially said. You're allowed to talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
Steve thing. Can I can I talk about it now? <laughs> I know he said he was afraid of like accidentally spilling the beans before it was like happening, and I was like, now nah, you're good. Everyone knows now. <laughs> yeah, I love him. So. I can see Steve doing that. Steve he has is pretty cool great. Kid. I was gonna say Steve has raised the coolest kids. So <laughs> I agree. You know what? We should have an episode where we just talk about Steve um, and all the cool things okay. we've gotten to do with him. Uh, but today, before we get too off topic, we're actually uh, bringing back a, a, a topic we've done before. It's Demons Part 2. <laughs> that goes. Um, before we get into our topic, um, you know we're going to do our Coven Corner. However, before the Coven Corner, because we haven't done this in a while, um, we're going to read the comments of a previous Coven Corner. Uh, just real quick. Um, hold on, where to go? Okay. Um, so this, this Coven Corner was called What is Your Worst Fear Regarding Aliens? Which, you know, you've already heard us, and if you haven't, you need to go back to the alien episode and find out. Um, and on Instagram, Scarlet Nash writes, that's the whole name, says, I do not shake in fear at the very mention of aliens. Somewhere deep within, I know most are here to help and guide us into a better future except for one group, the Greys. Most interactions I hear of with this group are inherently bad and negative. Who are they? What is their agenda? And maybe most importantly of all, does the government know of them? So I get a author vibe from this person. So I, I appreciate the end, end suspense of questions. I also like how positive that, they're... Uh, yeah. I dig a positive thinker. I, I do, too. I like cautious thinking. I, mean, I am a Slytherin, so, like, as much as I would love the idea of aliens are here to help and guide, I will also be ready for, you know, annihilation. Whatever, you know, floats their boat that day. But thank you, Scarlet Nash writes, for uh, commenting on our comment corner. And if you listeners comment either Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, um... Your response, we'll read it in the next episode. Next full episode. I think that's why we, we got a little off. Um, we had a movie review recently, and if you haven't heard that, go listen to it. It's about Parasite. It was awesome. Um, okay, so, but today's Coven Corner is, what does the term or concept of demon mean to you? Who would like to go first? I mean, I never I can going first, but Morgan can if she wants <laughs> I just, mine's pretty obvious because uh, I'm a weeb, so my first thing when I hear demon is I go straight to Inuyasha. Ah. And, you know, the anime Japanese culture there called demons, so pretty easy. And how much you just are so in love with the brother Shashomaru? <sighs> Shashomaru, how yeah. dare you? Sorry, I read it and <laughs> I just, like, I never, wa- I very rarely would watch the anime, so I never knew how anyone's name was pronounced. So I was like, that one. Session. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I totally get that. That that's your first sort of image that pops up in your head. Yeah. Oh, second. Um, so when I think about demons, I don't think about them as like physical beings as much, as much as it's a representation of the things that we wish we didn't do as humans. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, so like battling your demons sort of thing? It's, it's you know, like a lot of people, Ooh. like the one I'm going to talk about is sort of a personification of a bad thing in your nature and something that you're like, ooh, that's kind of gross of me. 
Um, but okay. Uh, and I think it's, it's very much sort of us saying, oh, it's not us. We want to be good. But there's something that's making me want to steal that thing over there. <laughs> uh, just as an example, nothing to do with me. Uh, you know? Yeah, of course not. <laughs> or like, I want attention, but I don't actually want a relationship. So I'm just going to go flirt with that person over there and screw everything. <laughs> I just want to feel some endorphins. That would be like a demon to me. I like I like the idea of like a psychological version of a demon. I like that. If that's an appropriate way to... Yeah, I would say yeah. Okay. Um, well, for me, I kind of went uh, a very direct route of like, it's a supernatural being that's not as strong as an angel because demons are not Satan and Satan is an angel. It's a whole thing. Um, but they usually are behaving in a mischievous or evil way and they don't like the human species. I'm going to pull directly from the show Supernatural. They were once humans um, who basically lost uh, through other events that lead up to them being demon, a big part of it is they lost their human emotion because, spoiler alert, some way, and especially Stephanie, if you were listening to this right now, you stop and you fast forward because she's, she's watching Supernatural now and I don't want to give any spoilers to her. But for everyone else, <laughs> um, uh, they actually learn how to, like, turn a demon back into a human by accessing, like, human emotion, and, like, it's, it's much more complicated than that, but it's just one of those, one of those things that, uh, kind of go there. Um, sorry if that was really loud. I got really passionate for a second. Um, I also but like I don't know if we did, hello? Yeah? <laughs> I also like the idea of demons not necessarily being like, we hate humans. I like the demons that are, like, um, trying to do something for themselves, and humans just kind of get in the way, so it's not an, a direct... You know, we hate you. Um, I guess the Paradise Lost model of the Satan's just overdoing his own thing, trying to like get back at Dad, um, and the humans just happen to be a part of that, rather than yeah. him going, "I hate you, humans." You know. But that's I guess just... um, I meant more of like they see themselves appear to humans and they're more like flies on a windshield to them instead of, instead of like a like a motivational hate it's just they don't like them but it's not like it's their motivation <laughs> like it's an ew not a Ugh. yeah <laughs> i got it. I get um, it and uh, i don't know if we actually talked about this in demons part 1 but uh do we do we talk about like the definition and i kinda... think we a little bit? Probably. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Uh, when I was reading reading about it, um, it, it didn't seem familiar. Uh, so, just a quick overview. Um, a demon is supernatural being, typically associated with evil, prevalent historical, uh, prevalent in, historically in religion, occultism, sorry, literature, fiction, mythology, and folklore. And then, of course, all the media. Um, this is the part that I thought was interesting. Uh, the original word daemon does not carry negative connotations, and I'm not, I don't study language or speech or anything like that, so this could be completely off, and that's totally fine. Correct me in the comments. I'm down. Um, but the ancient word daemon denotes a spirit uh, or divine power, um, and it's the conception that notably appears 
in the works of Plato, not surprised, um, where it describes the divine inspiration of Socrates. So I kind of, even if daemon and demon don't necessarily mean the same thing in our world, it makes me giggle that Socrates gets his power from a daemon, which could be a demon. It just makes me laugh. Um, I read that too when I was doing my little research for this. And I had never come across that before, and I thought that was really cool. Because there are a lot of books that I read that use the word daemon mm-hmm. sort of interchangeably. And so I was like, oh, okay, it's just a different way to spell demon, and that's what they mean. Because always in these books, um, the, the daemon entities were sort of on the more evil side. But it's interesting to know that it's actually considered something different. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, exactly. And that's kind of... it. And that's, uh, my topic kind of plays with that idea of, like, interchangeable terms or concepts, so I thought that was kind of neat. Um, and then, of course, uh, ancient Near Eastern religions in the, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Abrahamic, <laughs> uh, traditions, including ancient and medieval Christian demonology, a demon is considered a harmful spiritual entity which can cause possession, um, calling for an exorcism. And then later, uh, out of Western occultism and Renaissance magic, uh, they thought a demon could be a spiritual entity that could be conjured and controlled. And so we see this development of, like, possibly daemon to demon to, like, demon possession to demon conjure and control. So it's an interesting, and that's a very generalized idea, but it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Also, in my opinion, I think, one, a lot of the authors that read this, their uh, the context of their books are based in Greek mythology, and Damon is from the Greek. Yeah. And I also think they're just using it as a way to denote the difference that this is not Christianity's demons. This is oh, a different like yeah. breed of, of demon. So using the word Damon gives you a clear sort of line that we are not talking about the devil. I do like that. Yeah, not like Christian-based beliefs. That's actually, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but that's an overview. Uh, obviously there's so much more to it. And if we did it in the first episode, well, you got a nice little review because it's been a while since we've done demons. Um, who would like to go first? Yeah, there's a demon. Did you know that? I never mind going first again. (laughs) Cat's cool going first, but Morgan, will you repeat what you just said? Bentley's a demon. He is. He's such a cool demon. I definitely... Uh, recently posted a picture of me with little devil horns for um, Halloween costume contest, and one of my friends replied and was just like, so this is just like your everyday look, and I was like, thank you. (laughs) Okay, Uh, so, cat. Meanwhile, I got a lot of creepy uh, text messages from males who found uh, Mo Cacino very attractive in their youth, and uh, it was an experience. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it was probably part of their sexual awakening, and you just, you know, reignited that. Um, I'm sorry for the creepy comments, but you looked amazing. I thought it was super cute and, like, cartoony and fun, and you get some creepy DMs. Just saying. <laughs> I think is, you would normally anyway, so. On our podcast socials, you get pictures of me as a candle. <laughs> because I don't post pictures of myself very often. Yes, you will get most likely get her decor or Bentley. That is the representation of Morgan on our podcast. <laughs> that is the best part about me. Not my stuff and my dog. I'm imagining <laughs> Bentley 
only with a Morgan voice now, and that is incorrect because his voice is the frog from Thumbelina. Thumbelina. It's true. But Mama, I love her. I love her. <laughs> Maybe we'll send you a little video of Bentley talking, but it'll really be, you know, what it is. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I'm going to go first. So I sent them a picture of the dude and then also a picture of the devil having a boyfriend. And, um, but, uh, so I went sort of the, uh, Christianity Catholicism route when it comes to demons. I think it's a really interesting sort of pantheon of demons that people have created about different aspects of things. And people ask different ones. It's sort of a, a bastardization of the whole idea of saints, you know? So like I lose something. Uh, there's a prayer for St. Anthony to, like, find my keys. Um, <laughs> now, I've chosen the demon Zippar, who has a very specific thing you pray to him for. Um, and so, uh, let me give some background. Zippar is a 16th spirit of the Ars Goetta, G-O-E-T-I-A. So, Howard. He's a fallen angel, uh, now one of the great dukes of hell. He looks like a soldier wearing red armor and clothing. Um, So he is most importantly known to have the infernal duties related to love, lust, and sodomy. He has apparently no love for humans. Uh, He's a little bit of an ass. Um, He is primarily (laughs) summoned by male male followers to make women fall in love with them. So it's sort of this lusting after a woman and being like, I can't get her, dude. Get me that lady. And so he says, oh. yeah, sure. But the cost of the love that this woman has for him is that he will make the woman completely barren so that they, can, <gasps> they can't they can That is my kind of boyfriend. <laughs> and I mean, I know a lot of girls that would be like, chill, sounds great. But it is sort of this, in a traditional sense of, I'm in love with this person. I want to start a family with them. I just know that if they knew how I felt, that that we would be amazing. And it's basically being like, dude, no. But also, (laughs) like, is she aware of this? Does she know? Does she get to be a part of the deal? Or is it like they fall in love and then all of a sudden she's barren and she thinks that she's like, you know, a horrible mother or like, you know, wife, depending on the time period? That's pretty much it. Is that uh, it's It's like, I will make you barren. So it, it is bullshit. And it's a sort of thing of when women couldn't conceive, it would be their fault kind exactly. of thing. So it's it's not good. Um, so he apparently initially presents himself as a sort of a beautiful and glorious individual. Um, but he is a bit of a petulant child. He does not like it when things don't go his way. Um, uh, and he does not apologize for any sort of initial behavior. That he, so people, there's interactions with him in literature, and he's very much like that. Dude, you asked for this, you know, kind of dude. Um, so apparently, not only is he sort of this otherworldly being that people pray to, but he is capable of seducing women. So Morgan, watch out. Uh, <laughs> he takes the, I am unseducible. <laughs> he takes the um, form of uh, either the husbands or lovers. He's able to shape shift, and he tricks them. Um, and okay, if he's shape shifted into Ben Solo, then I am seducible. <laughs> yep. I was about to say, it's like you're not not seducible, and it would be a nice challenge for the person. You know what I mean? He's also, like, um, 
when he does uh, seduce them, they become sterile. So it's like there's this happy, loving couple in uh, in this sort of area, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to make this awful for you. Um, I mean, that sounds pretty perfect. Then I wouldn't have to worry about any medical bills for any surgery. You do just sort of a petulant child, man, according to all of your fictional attractions. <laughs> yeah, the guy doesn't... Like, if he, he's because not having your interest at, at the end, At the end of the story arc, they grow up. I bet he's tall. I bet he's tall. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably really talented, you know, in the art department. Probably. Like, like any kind of art. Visual, music, dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can also create shadow forms of uh, succubus with dreaming Ooh. sorcery. Um... Apparently, he also will seduce men. He's an equal opportunity demon. Appreciate um, that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there are grimoires that say he makes women love men and brings them together in love, but not a pure love. It's more of a lusty love. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason I get creeped out by him. All this is like, whatever, dude, it's your day job. But the part that I particularly <laughs> don't like about him is that he's a magician, and I don't like magicians. <laughs> He's skilled I'm to at the art. My speakers. <laughs> He's skilled at the art of illusion, but imagine that I'm doing those hand things that I do whenever I say illusion. <laughs> illusion. He is also <laughs> in alchemy. Is a military scientist, a spy, a troubadour, so he can play some music, dudes. A merchant. Oh my god. And He's secretly an incel loser. I know. He's a merchant and a, an assassin. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so that's him. He just kind of hangs out in his armor, but he can shapeshift into whatever you want. And his main and his mom's basement. And his main thing <laughs> is to be like, "Hey, you guys are in love now, but she ain't gonna have children." Uh oh. Okay, I do have a question. Because I guess you know, it, it, considering the time period that he was probably like popular and everything, can he help like women with women and men with men, or is it like specifically the hetero? It's art? pretty much specifically men going after women. It's not a demon that talks about women's love. It's it's very much sort of this... Um, it, it comes across almost possessive, where it's like, oh, man really yeah. wants to... It's it's more of a possession than a love, I guess, where it's the man's yeah. like, I want that lady. I really want her. And so the yeah. mm-hmm. this demon, uh, Zephar. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, sure, dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so he also Sweet. is apparently... Uh, besties with Lilith. Uh, he's a familiar of Lilith, um, which that... I think is funny in sort of the yeah. sense of this all-powerful demon is her familiar. That's intriguing. I that makes <laughs> that makes it even better because he's like working for sad guys when he's like a submissive of Lilith. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm, I I don't mean to use those words literally, but you know what I mean? Like, he's. Lilith, a, a familiar yeah. or a pet of Lilith, and then he held, I don't know. That's that's kind I of an ironic, funny. She's the, he's the intern or the administrative assistant of uh, Lilith. And, <laughs> yes. So he's like, yeah, sure, love it. Um, secretly in love with her, you know, very oh, yeah. dramatic, and is like, well, you know what? I'm just gonna go out and I'm gonna make everyone miserable. Mm. I'm a nice guy. Why doesn't Lilith like me? You know? So topical. I love it. (laughs) But yeah. So that is Zephar. 
who it looks really cool in the illustration I sent them, but yeah, whiny little man child. It's one of those like big truck situations. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say about that. <laughs> he has a big sword. <laughs> it's a big sword. I'm trying so hard not to like peek the mic right now. Oh. <laughs> That was good. That was a good. That was a good example of a demon. I like Zapar. Um, Morgan, do you want to go next, or do you want me to go next? I can go next. My thing also has uh, something to do with children Ooh. and not having them, more <laughs> accurately, murdering them. But you oh, know. okay, yeah, we went that. That was a twist ending. Did not expect. Proceed. <laughs> So mine is from Mesopotamian mythology, and her name is Lamastu. Ooh, it's a her uh, demon. She, yeah, she was a female demon, monster, malevolent goddess, or demigoddess who menaced women during childbirth and, if possible, kidnapped their children while they were breastfeeding. Oh, shit. She would gnaw on their bones and suck their blood, as well as being charged with a number of other evil deeds. She was also the daughter of the sky god Anu. Yeah. Cool. Uh, she is depicted as a mythological hybrid with a hairy body, a lioness's head with donkey's teeth and ears, long fingers and fingernails, and the feet of the the feet of a bird with sharp talons. Like all of us coming out of quarantine. Um, hmm. All of us coming out of quarantine. You know, hairy body, <laughs> huge. Hey, body. I just shaved my legs today. All right. Lions Part of my. It's- self-care sanity is keeping up like right now I I legit have magenta lipstick on I'll send y'all a picture later (laughs) I I pedicure um took a shower today true I've been I've been going on like three plus mile walks to the point yesterday one of my coworkers saw Skelly and was like she's getting so skinny because I keep talking (laughs) (laughs) so she's like Skelly's buff right now. <laughs> anyway, oh. sorry. Back to what we're talking about. <laughs> so, um, unlike many other usual demonic figures and de- depictions in Mesopotamian lore, Lamashtu was said to act in malevolence of her own accord, rather than at the gods' instructions. Along with this, her name was written together with the cuneiform determinative... Yeah, determinative indicating deity. Um, This means she was a goddess or a demigoddess in her own right. So she's considered a demon, but like a demon goddess. Ooh. I like it. Sounds fun. She bore seven names and was described as seven witches in incantations. Her evil deeds included, but were not limited to, slaying children, unborns, and neonates, which are just infants, apparently. I don't know why they use that word. Neonatal. Causing harm to mothers and expectant mothers. Eating men and drinking their blood. Disturbing sleep. Bringing nightmares. Killing foliage. Infesting rivers and lakes. And being a bringer of disease, sickness, and death. Well, damn. Now, this is what I found really, really interesting. So, we have all heard of Pazuzu, right? Yeah. Because of the exorcist? Yeah. Yes. I think it's, like, The Exorcist 2 or the, like, the beginning, you know? Yeah. Confirmation. People, rem- people remember this? No, I think they so. all run together. 
So Pazuzu, a god or demon, was invoked to protect birthing mothers and infants against Lamashtu's malevolence, usually on amulets and statues. And although Pazuzu was said to be bringer of famine and drought, he was also invoked against evil for protection and against plague, but was primarily and popularly invoked against his fierce and malicious rival, Namashtu. Oh. So I thought that was interesting. They are calling on another demon for protection against a worse demon. That's kind of cool. Sounds like, like a that. supernatural, like, episode plot. <laughs> yeah. And there, they even provided a little incantation against Namashtu. Great is the daughter of heaven who tortures babies. Her hand is a net. Her embrace is death. She is cruel, raging, angry, predatory. A runner, a thief, is the daughter of heaven. She touches the bellies of women in labor. She pulls out the pregnant woman's baby. The daughter of heaven is one of the gods, her brothers, with no child of her own. Her head is a lion's head. Her body is a donkey's body. She roars like a lion. She constantly howls like a demon dog. Woo! I know oh, it's Halloween costume yeah. is going to be. So also really good is that she is in modern pop culture. Ooh, fun. Yes. She is a demon lord and the goddess of monsters called the mother of beasts and mistress of insanity in the role-playing game Pathfinder. She appears in the NBC television series Constantine in the episode The Saint of Last Resorts. Uh, she's in another film called Still Slash Born. I don't know why there's a slash. Still Born is a thing. And what I know some people might recognize is that Lamashtu is depicted on the Ankaran sarcophagus in the video game Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Hey, nice. (laughs) Dang, okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's her. She bad. I mean, and she kind of cool, but at the same time, I don't like her hobbies. Yeah, no. I mean, she's yeah. <laughs> I don't like her hobbies. Yeah, you know. But she probably makes some awesome nachos. <laughs> she just sounds okay. like a make good nachos. Yeah, no, she uh. There's some stuff to unpack there, but a uh, very cool topic. I also appreciate, you know, getting some female demons out there. Females can be demons too, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure a lot of the guys who try to call upon Sapar uh-huh. think that all females are demons. So, you know, it's like it's a subjective perspective thing, but. <laughs> yeah. Zapar, it's like zipper, but with an accent. Zapar. I like it. Well, cool. Are we ready to go on to the final topic? Yep. I mean, she was short, but I, I just, I found her interesting. Yeah, definitely. She's really interesting, though. You know, we don't, <laughs> there's so much still to unpack there. Um, well, cool. Okay. So today I'm bringing some Germanic folklore uh, demon stuff to you. Uh, this is, I'm going to butcher the name every time, or I'm going to need, like, time to sound it out. Uh, Mephistopheles? Mephistopheles. <laughs> Um, that name might sound really familiar, and we'll get into why it's really familiar when we get to that pop culture reference, because you know I got a list for y'all. Um, so, originally, he appeared as a demon in the Faust legend, 
um, and since then has appeared in other works as like an actual, you know, character. Um, just for those, I'm going to I'm going to do a brief generalization of what that is. Um, Faust is the protagonist of a classic German legend based on the historical Johann George Faust, um, roughly 1480-1540, to give you a good time period of like when this is kind of happening. Um, the story is the uh, Faust is highly successful but yet dissatisfied with life, um, which leads him to make a pact with the devil at a crossroads. Now, Mephistopheles is acting as the devil's agent, um, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna tell you why I'm making that distinction in just a second. Um, so he's trying to exchange his soul for unlimited knowledge and worldly pleasures, um, and this has been a basis for a lot of literary, artistic, cinematic, musical works that have been reinterpreted throughout the years. I'll give you an example of that, um, and has led to Faust becoming the adjective Faustian to imply a situation in which an ambition person surrenders moral integrity in order to achieve power and success for a limited term. I feel like... For certain Slytherins, they might be Faustian. <laughs> Just not all of them. We're not going to generalize an entire group of people. Um, so traditional scholars of Germanic mythology commonly commonly use the, the spelling Mephistopheles instead of Feliz. Um, it's based on the like translating the 15th century spelling of the character. Um, they think that the word was derived from Hebrew. Uh, I cannot say that word, but the word in Hebrew, which means scatterer or disperserer, um, and tophil, which is short for, um, or like it means uh, plaster of lies. So there's different origins there. Um, it's also some, and this is where I, I, when I hear or say Mephistopheles, it sounds very Greek to me, probably because of why uh, I picked this topic in the first place. Again, pop culture section. Um, but it's, it can also be a combination of three Greek words, which is meh, as in negotiation, um, phos, meaning light, and phyllis, or phyllis, meaning loving. Um, so together it would be not light loving, which is kind of yeah. ironic because it's like somewhat, people have suggested that it's a parody on the Latin Lucifer or light bearer. So maybe he don't like lucifer that much <laughs> you know just made me laugh because demons and satan complicated relationship mm-hmm. uh say i'll say lucifer because we're not gonna get to that topic we're gonna, have, we're gonna have to have a whole episode on just like the different ideas of lucifer and satan yes um okay so although mephistopheles appears to Faustus as a demon or worker for lucifer a lot of interpretations um say that he actually does not search for men to corrupt but comes to serve and ultimately collect the souls of those who are already damned. I kind of like that because it's this, this the idea that Lucifer isn't like someone who actually causes sin. He his literal job given to him by his father is to punish sinners. Yeah, and so he doesn't make like, you a sinner. He just allows you to be who you are, kind of thing. Does he just drives the car to the robbery. He doesn't make you rob things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He just, you know, tempts you. No, it doesn't really tempt you. I mean, it is tempting, but I, I feel like it's, I don't know. Again, that's a whole different topic. Um, but I like that idea. And uh, and even in one of the, the uh, editions of the story, um, he, uh, 
he doesn't appear, he doesn't appear because he's like magically summoned. Like you have your special little spell and it makes a demon come to you. It's because he is like, oh yeah, that this person, he's he's already damned. I might as well just like speed this process up, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, he he Mephistopheles in the in the story, like he's already trapped in his own hell by serving the devil. So he actually warns Faustus that by selling his soul, like that that's you don't you don't need to do this you're gonna forgo the promise of heaven if you do this um so he actually like advises faustus not to do this Foss, Foss. i'm starting to say no faustus i'm starting to think of sabrina uh the the new the new show so sorry <laughs> um although that okay, we're gonna, tangents sorry we're gonna keep focusing um language that you're anyways after the initial story um shakespeare actually has his own Mephistopheles um, in the Merry Wives of Windsor play. Um, and uh, by that point, uh, certain scholars think that the name is purely a modern invention of uncertain origins that make it an elegant symbol of the modern devil and with his many novel and diverse forms. Um, and then... Mephistopheles is also featured as the lead antagonist in Goth's Foss, which is another kind of remake, and and um, and other places too. So this is a little different from the other demons, where this is like it really is derived from like pure folklore and started in the literature sense, and then like kind of branched from there. But I brought it up because so many people have used Mephistopheles as interchangeable with the devil or Satan or Lucifer. And that's just not the mm -hmm. case. Like, he is his actual own demon. Um, he's a type of crossroads demon um, who actually, like, tries to negotiate with his people. Like, are you sure you want to sell your soul? Like, do you actually know what you're getting into? Um, I'm not saying he's not evil. I'm just saying yeah, he likes you to there's, read a, the there's a gray area with him. But people use it so interchangeably and... Um, which fascinates me because it's one of those things like, I thought it was just another word for the devil. Like that's what I originally thought. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's talk about, let's, let's look this up. And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's not the devil or Satan. And even then like devil, Satan, and Lucifer, those are all kind of three different things, which is why I think we should have an episode on it. And so it's just a lot yeah. more complicated. Um, but let me get through that. I always thought they but, were the same thing too. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like it's a, uh, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, okay, so, so let's get through this pop culture list. I actually have trimmed it down from the actual list that exists because we don't have time for that. One thing um, about the pop culture list, though? Like, one thing. Go ahead, Kat. So, does anyone else, pop culturally, whenever they hear Mephistopheles, think of magical Mr. Mephistopheles? And just imagine Mephistopheles as a little cat with a suit on. Is it just me? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in years. No, when she said Mistopheles, my brain went to Stephen Lynch. Ah. Yes. My real name is Beelzebub, but you can call me Beals. And in the middle of it, he's like, Mephistopheles to some, I don't know. <laughs> no, there. that's, oh, I appreciate y'all bringing two pop culture references that I actually didn't have on my list. So we're just going <laughs> to oversaturate you people. That's awesome. Um, I totally That's forgot Stephen Lynch did that. That's amazing. Yeah. A holdover from my more immature days where I listened to Stephen Lynch. <laughs> I still listen to Stephen Lynch. I do not care. Um, his <laughs> gerbil song is a classic. Um, 
Okay, but that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have for if that. Richard Gere can do it. I can too. <laughs> He's just very talented. He's in that group of musicians who's like comedy co- comedian musicians. So like we got Adam Sandler, we got Stephen Lynch, we got Tenacious D. It's great. I love it. Um, and they're not the only ones. Those are just I, like the top three. I sing. Um, Damn, that's an ugly baby to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to, hey, I, tangents, it's a taunt tangent. I can't, I will go yeah, down that sorry. rabbit hole. Late. No, that's <laughs> like totally fine. I just, like, I know I'll go down the rabbit hole because I used to listen to all the time. Okay, so we're going <laughs> to do the pop culture by uh, genre. So obviously top one is literature and dramas. An example of that is Goat. Um, and then we have, actually, we have operas. And that kind of surprised me. Hector Berlioz and Charles Gannon. I had no idea. They talk about yeah. them. That's, that's oh, yeah. hilarious. Um, operas love demons say it again operas love demons oh i know i just didn't know specifically in uh, mephistopheles that's you know because obviously mozart has his own demons in the devil but this one's specific and i'm not surprised at all by berlioz like he was a addict and he uh, experimented for his art and all that kind of stuff um to overgeneralize the man's life um Moving on to specifically just, like, just music. Um, obviously, we have Stephen Lynch. Um, we have Marilyn Manson, Radiohead, The Police, One Republic, and Trans-Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> hmm. I know. Some of those you, like, yeah, obviously. Um, One Republic and Trans-Siberian Orchestra surprised me a little bit. I'm into it. Um, for film, we have Ghost Rider, the 2007 version with Nicolas Cage. Um, in comics, there are a bunch in comics. I'm only specifically talking about Marvel, and I'm talking about Mephisto. Hey! Which okay. maybe Cat has more. No, go ahead. Go ahead, do you think? I also included an anime uh, section for, you know, all those anime specials. So, uh, there is a, a mention of him in Digimon Tamers. Which <laughs> Uh, Blue Exorcist, Black oh, Butler, yes. and Sweet Procure. I don't know that one. Uh, there were a few other ones, but those are the ones that stood out to me. Um, especially Digimon, because I actually did used to watch Digimon, and, <laughs> and uh, it's just it's just a type of creature. Like and that's it's, it's hilarious that they derived this like demonic folklore into a creature. It's funny. Um, okay, video games, Diablo. Sonic the Hedgehog and Demon Souls, which in Demon Souls, this demon, uh, Mephistopheles, is a female NPC that helps assassinate other players. Wow. Oh, wow. Like, tries to get the, the, the player to assassinate other people. But I just appreciate that we have a female version of it. Again, females can be demons, too, kind of thing. Um, I also think it's hilarious that it's in Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> um... And then, last but not least, and this is really where, like, it all came t- together for me, is TV shows. So, uh, there was an episode in The Librarians, the TV show, not the movies, um, South Park, of course. And there's, been, there's a bunch of TV shows, but the one that made me pick this topic for today, that led to this moment, was Xena, the Warrior Princess. Um, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, like, I love that show growing up. And I, I'm thinking about all the TV shows I used to watch. And we're like, was a step to this, and I, I realized there was like a heavy women power to it. Um, Charmed, Xena the Warrior Princess, stuff like that. Uh, and, and the time period that I watched them, like as they came out on TV, kind of thing. 
Um, but there's an episode uh, where uh, it's like the downfall of the town that they're in, and there's a crack in the in the um, in in the world, and Mephistopheles comes out. Um, and they, and that's what he's called. He's called Mephistopheles. And that's how I recognized the name. And I was like, oh yeah, it's totally Greek. And that kind of like, that's, it all came together because of that episode. But what's interesting is, and I have to rewatch it and I plan to anyways. Um, I'm pretty sure they relate all the qualities and personality traits to Lucifer. Like it, it sounds like he's a beautiful person, um, who's trying to get out of hell and, and someone has to replace him and he's trying to get Xena to replace him um because he doesn't belong there he's not actually a sinner and he's not a bad guy he's just tired of punishing people and then she tricks him spoiler she tricks him into like all the different sins i think it was like seven sins that they're trying you know it's it's a 90s show and it's trying to combine literally all mythologies and religions into one show um towards the end Anyway, she tricks yeah. him, he becomes a sinner, he turns into his ugly demonic form, and then goes back to rule hell. So that's why, I, that's because of that show, that's why I thought Mep- Mephistopheles and Lucifer were, like, interchangeable. It's um, kind of like that. Uh, so even though the, I love Xena, they got some stuff wrong, and that's okay, I can still like the show. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that in the Marvel comics as well. I feel like they're constantly making deals with him, but they kind of make him interchangeable with Lucifer and Satan and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, like, it's entertainment. It's not, like, a super big deal. But I guess because we're, like, researchers, we're kind of like, okay, but you could, like, be more accurate. (laughs) (laughs) You could try a little bit. Jeez. I mean, it's, like, it's on Wikipedia, guys. It's not even that hard to find anymore. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, so, like, Xena was the inspiration of this particular topic for me. Um, And then I actually learned a lot more about... uh, me- me- what mess Mephist- I was doing so good Mephistopheles <laughs> yes. uh especially because like it's from Germanic folklore and yet like I have like a lot of Greek uh connotations to it so that's really interesting to me yeah it's very cool Mr. Mephistopheles yes da, da, da. <laughs> yeah sorry i was just like it's uh we're using discord to chat with each other while we record separately um and for me sometimes discord's a little sketchy and so i, I just hear silence and i'm like oh my god did we lose the call did they understand what i said what happened uh, i was waiting on one of you because both of y'all have been cutting out constantly for me so i just kind of wait <laughs> singing Not magical Mephistopheles. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's our uh, demonic topics uh, for this episode. Of course, we'll probably have a part three at some point, which would be really cool if we could ever get to a part three, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, don't forget to comment your response to the Coven Corner, and we'll read it in the next episode. We're a little, we're a couple episodes behind, but pro- I promise you, if you keep listening, you will eventually hear it. Um, and... Uh, our socials were on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we have a really cool uh, series right now called Quarantales. So if you need a weekly spooky reading of some sort, um, possibly haunted reading, uh, we'll have that for you on Thursdays. And uh, if you don't have any socials, that's totally cool. We uh, we have a Gmail, possiblyhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. And you can email us with any topic ideas 
Or you can even respond to the Coven Corner questions if you wrote it down at the beginning. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I'll repeat it for you real quick. What does the term concept, term or concept of demon mean to you? So you can, uh, you know, they can rewind the podcast. They can, but you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw it in there. Make it, make it just a smidge longer, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can follow us on social media, you can comment, retweet, whatever you need to do there. And then if you don't have socials, just email us uh, new topic ideas, response to Coven Corner, or just any comments, questions, or concerns you may have. If there's something that we missed in our discussion of these things, tell us. We'd like to learn more about it. Yeah. For sure. Or send us a video of you singing show tunes, because why not? <laughs> show tunes and uh, Heather and I singing. Uh... Stephen Lynch for you. Yeah. Yes. All that glory. So whether you are, you know, making deals with various archetypes of the devil, whether you are get getting struck barren by uh, what cat? What was his name? Z Zipper. Zipper but bad. What? It's like zipper but bad. Zip zipper but bad. Bar. Zipar. Like Sapar, or... but Zipar? Sorry. Yeah, it's Jafar, but a zipper, and they had a baby. It's Zipar. Wow. Okay, whether you're getting, <laughs> you know, you know uh, striking, stri striking deals with uh, the bad haunted zipper. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how this is going right now. Or whether you're back in ancient Mesopotamia getting fucked up by Lamashtu. You could still be. Possibly hunt. Woo -woo -woo. Woo -woo.